To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Hipkins, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Talk to me about the polls. Uh, polls are polls. Obviously, we've got a, a job to do to you know make sure that we get our poll numbers up in the next three weeks. When does it get stuck? Because you told me that same answer last week. You were stuck then, you're stuck now. So a whole week of going nowhere. How many more weeks of going nowhere before you go, we're finished? Every day an election campaign matters. You fight till the very last, and that's what I'm exactly what I'm intending to do. So Labor's odds, according to the Herald this morning, of a Labour Green to Party Maori formation is 0.2%. If the election was held this weekend, it rises to 1.1% if the election's held on polling day. You're simply not going to win. What we saw in the poll last night was that National and X numbers are actually coming down. And I think New Zealanders are very aware that a National Act New Zealand first government would be chaos for the country. I think you were right this morning, actually. I think Christopher Luxon made a terrible mistake you know, months ago. He should have done what John Key did and he what should, I did should, should have and ruled Winston Peters out. I, t- I tend to agree. That could be the first time you and I have agreed. Make a note of the date and time, Mike. <laughs> there, there it is. Um, as far as, far as uh, to Party Murray is concerned, uh, sorry, as far as Winston Peters is concerned, hand on heart this morning, you will rule him out. Absolutely. Un- under no circumstances. Absolutely. And I've been very clear on that. And look, yeah, sure, we worked with him in the first three years. It was incredibly challenging. Winston Peters is not an easy person to work with in government. I don't think National Act and New Zealand First would be compatible in any way. I don't think they'd agree on much. And yeah. I actually think it would be bad news for the country as a whole. But for the record, given what Luxon said yesterday, and that is that you'll reach out, you will not. I, th- I think that Hand betrays- on heart under any circumstances, reach out to Winston Peters. I think that betrays his values where he says that no, things I, that people I, I, campaign I that. on, they can change after he, the election. He, I'm not changing that after the election. I've been very clear on that. You'd quit ahead of changing your mind on I've that. I've been absolutely clear. I will not, as Prime Minister, have Winston Peters in any government that I'm part okay. of. Okay. What's happened to you personally? Why have you gone now behind Luxon? Oh, look, people form their own judgments on that. I am I am who I am. I'm, I'm going to be upfront with New Zealanders during the campaign. Uh, they'll make their own judgments Are on you that. depressed about all of this? These are ugly numbers. Uh, look, they're not the numbers that we want, but there's still three weeks to go, and every day I get out of bed and I go and campaign to change them. We talked earlier on this morning to Erica Stanford, this business of the amnesty over the weekend, this has got nothing to do with the Dawn Raids. Dawn Raids were 40, 50 years ago. And there are still people in New Zealand now whose immigration status is, a, is irregular because of them, and their children... Um, who were born in New Zealand, have lived in New Zealand their whole life, can't do things like access tertiary education because their parents were never regular in the first place. I think that needs to change. And that should change how? Just amnesty after amnesty after amnesty? No, I think this this would have to be the last of the amnesties. Why? And we've set Why? the threshold at 10 years because we're talking about people who are well settled in New Zealand and who have been here a long time. But if you're arguing children, why wouldn't you eventually argue grandchildren? Um, look, we want to we want to break that cycle. We want to actually get it right so that we can then move forward. So Andrew Little doesn't agree with you. He says, so when we think about an amnesty, and this was just the other day in the House, we have to think about the signal that we're giving to the people if they think, oh, gee, this is a government that just routinely gives amnesties. If we stick around long enough, we'll be OK. Yeah, and, and you'll find similar comments from me on the same topic, which is why we've worked very carefully. We've looked at a 10-year threshold rather than a shorter-term threshold. Many of the people who were proposing this, if you'll recall, were asking that it you know, should apply almost to everybody. Um, we've applied a 10-year threshold because we're talking about the people who are well settled here and have been here a long time. But but Little is right, isn't he? I mean, all you've got to do is hang around long enough and good old Labour going to give you a free ride. No, absolutely not. This is We're talking about people who who have been here 10 years. These are people who would have been here during the key, key administration, for example. These are not people who have just come into the country. The, just the general idea that you can lie, 
stay illegally and somehow you're forgiven. Why is that at all acceptable? Look, people fall irregular in their immigration status for a variety of reasons. Some people just simply don't get round to filling in the paperwork. Other people, life circumstances change and they end up staying longer than they intended to. I, I yeah, that's that all illegal. Th- these are people who are contributing to New Zealand. In many cases, they're working hard, they're making contributions to our society, uh, and I think that we should recognise So we like, that. Am- we like America now. If you come across and do my pool and clean my house, somehow we'll forgive you. Is that, no, how, no, is that how this we're, works? We're quite a different country to the United but States. But it's the same, but, it's the but, same but principle. But actually, right? the principle is if people are here, they're settled in New Zealand, they're contributing to New Zealand, their kids go to school in New Zealand. They've even though they got here illegally. So if you can arrive in the country, lie... And get a job and get your kids in school. That's okay now. And in some, in many cases, these people won't have necessarily lied. They just haven't actually made sure they've got a regular immigration status. That's breaking the law. That's why we have laws. Well, look, people for a variety of reason will find reasons will find themselves in that, those circumstances, including, as you mentioned, those people who were involved in the dawn raids many, many years ago. I've forgotten what the name of the yesterday the climate announcement. What's the name of the new minister? Uh, minister for Just Transitions. What the hell's that? This is someone who's who, going to, who uh, came up with that. No, it's a minister to support New Zealanders with the challenge that climate change is going to pose. We're going to have a whole lot of jobs that become redundant because of climate change, and therefore we need to actually transition those people into new jobs. We're going to have areas of the community where people need to relocate. We've got to make sure we're transitioning people to that. This is a minister who will oversee that effort. Okay, three hundred million dollars. Where does that come from? The Green Investment Fund? Yeah, but where'd that come from? That's coming out of the um, uh, the Climate Emergency Response Fund. Oh, really? Is that part of the COVID fund? Have you read Kate McNamara's piece in the Herald this morning? No, the Climate Emergency Response Fund is set up It's using the proceeds from the ETS. That's what it's coming from. Okay, so even though you, the money you haven't got this year from the carbon markets that have all collapsed, three of them, probably the fourth one, you've got zero income this year. The carbon price has gone back up in recent times. Yeah, but you haven't sold them. In in recent times. Yeah, you haven't sold a single credit all year. I mean, the Carbon Emergency Response Fund is based on a forecast of what we think we're going to get out of it. Okay, but ultimately it's all borrowed money. Do you have money to spend at the the level that you were offering yesterday, $300 million? We believe that we'll be able to fund that out of the uh, Climate Emergency Response Fund. But it's all borrowed money though, ultimately, isn't it? It's more debt. Well, no, it depends on what... Just because it's in a fund, you borrowed it to put it into the fund. It depends on what the price of carbon does in the next little while. Well, it's not going to... Do you think you'll sell some carbon credits in the fourth auction of the year? Well, the market will determine that. Yes, it will determine it. And what I asked you at the beginning of the year is, do you think you've buggered the market up and it was auction one, auction two, and auction three? And we've changed... And it will almost certainly be auction four. But but we've actually, as you know, we've changed and adopted the recommendations of the Climate Commission since then, um, which which is, I think, going to result in a more successful uh, auction... Uh, in time. Okay. Did you read Kate McNamara's piece in the Herald this morning? No, I about read the COVID it. fund. You must read it. Yeah. Because it's all the jiggery pokery that you've been involved with with the COVID fund, the money that was specifically set aside for COVID that wasn't spent on COVID at all, was spent on a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, it was the, it was the COVID emergency, emergency Response and Recovery Fund. Um, we have uh, had to support so recovery can be anything? Well, recovery is making sure that we're supporting New Zealanders through like our cost of living payments and cheaper petrol and stuff like that. Supporting New Zealanders It's all to do with was COVID. was one of the challenges following COVID-19. D- 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 we d- d- saw just, a spike in inflation and supporting New Zealanders through bucket that. bucket load of money and call it anything you want. Is that what it boils down it to? Was, it was the Emergency Response and Recovery Fund. Jeez, I tell you what. Hey, if, if, if the Reserve Bank increase, it won't be next week, but it might be before the end of the year. If they increase interest rates, how do you explain that they would be about the only central bank in the world? 
still well, increasing rates. You're asking me a hypothetical question, Mike, and uh, just when I think one of the times it was, I was you were confidently predicting that New Zealand was in recession, and you were wrong then as well. Um, I actually think let's just wait and see what the actual decision of the Reserve Bank is. Okay, if they go up, is that a bad sign for your economy? Uh, it's a sign that we've still got uh, inflation sticking around for longer than we that we want, want to ask yourself we, we've got why to that is. We've got to get inflation back down. I tell you what, will push inflation up, Mike: tax cuts. Almost every economy economist will agree. Do you know Unfunded they, tax cuts you know will push inflation do, Chris, up. Do you know what they need to do? They need to release those costings, don't they? They do, absolutely do. They need do. to release they those costings, do. Chris. Look, Mike, there's two, this is two <laughs> occasions this morning where you and I have agreed with each other. I don't agree with you on that part. I'm just toying with you. Nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. There we go. Chris Hipkins, Prime Minister. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.